0: This is the podcast of Christian Life Center, an Assemblies of God Church in Springfield, Massachusetts. For more information, visit our website at clc413.com. What a joy to gather together here with you and to dig into the word of the Lord. I've been praying throughout this week that the Lord would give me a word that would challenge and encourage because I believe that is what our God regularly desires to do for each one of us. You are precious to the Lord. Uh, You are so valuable to God that he would send his only son. And whenever circumstances around us uh, seem to be overwhelming, I always try to remember How God sees me, because that's more important than anything else. I want to share with you some thoughts that I believe are from the Lord this morning out of his word. And uh, during these moments where we are distanced from our normal group of uh, coworkers, uh, friends, and uh, sometimes family. I know that there have been those who have been in the hospital, even of our own church family, where visitors are not allowed to go and to visit. Even uh, at this point, unless it's an end of life situation, I as pastor am not even able to go because of the crisis and the situation that is going on. During these moments, we look to the Lord who is able to do uh, more than we can imagine, and he can fill in the gaps When we are limited in doing some things ourselves, I'm so grateful that we are not without hope. And I want to share with you uh, some key things that I believe are important for us to remember as we walk through these days of challenge. There are many in the midst of all that is going on that face concerns. And I want to let you know this morning, in case you are someone who has these concerns, that God always has a word for us to encourage us, as well as to keep us from living in fear. Because fear has a way of actually being counterproductive. Now, we've spoken and I've uh, shared with you via email uh, the importance and the blessing of taking proper precautions. But then there's a line that goes beyond taking proper precautions, and it actually cripples our spirits. And it causes us to live not in a state of proper preparation, but rather in a state of crippled fear. And God does not want you and I to live that way. Over and over in God's word, he says, do not be afraid. And there's a reason for that. When we are afraid, oftentimes it causes us to lose our ability to even think rationally. A fear can cripple our bodies, it can cripple our minds, it can cripple our spirits. And so God wants us to know that we can put our confidence and our trust in him. After all, God is our source of life. Friends, it's important for you to remember that if it weren't for the Lord, we wouldn't be here at all. And so even when we face things that threaten our life, and we think of so many around this globe, even today, as I speak, that are leaving this life and passing into eternity. I read yesterday that in New York City alone, one person every hour was passing from this life into the next. This is a sobering reality that we are dealing with. And yet, Jesus said that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. The life that God came to give us was a life that was not limited to this life, to this planet, but rather a life that is eternal. Though this body will one day perish, yet when our spirit is born again, we are prepared for life eternal. And so God wants you and I to know that our source of life is him. He's the one who created us. He formed us in our mother's womb. And he is the one who sustains our life. When many things around us are shaken, it can cause us to be rattled in our spirits. But I want to read to you this morning from the book of Hebrews. I do hope you brought your Bible to wherever you are this morning, for where you are is a place where the Lord is welcome. And so I encourage you, not only today, but each time we gather together to bring the word of the Lord, because the word of the Lord is your hope and your help. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 26. In verse 26, it says, when God spoke from Mount Sinai, His voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. I want to read that again for you. God says that he will not only shake the earth, but the heavens also. All of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. We are living in a time when much is being shaken. We see the things that we could rely on in the past, all of a sudden within a very short period of time, we can't rely on them anymore. And as much as we see things happening around us that can cause us concern, I want to turn your attention on what God is doing in the midst of the mess. You no doubt have had plenty of information about what is going going on around this planet. But I want to turn your attention to the things that are not evidently visible to the naked eye. Because God is always up to something in the middle of the most challenging situation. God is not in heaven observing what's going on uh, without involving himself in the lives of his people. After all, he promised you, he promised me that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. And the coronavirus has not changed God's plans or his promises one bit. And so we see that God is actually, he takes things that the enemy may intend for evil and he turns them around for good. He's done it over and over again and I have no doubt that he is doing that even now. God is always in the business of working things out for his glory and for the advancement of his kingdom. The enemy on the other hand is always trying to do everything that he can To destroy the work of God. But I'm so thankful. That if God is for us. Nobody can effectively. Not even Satan himself. Be against us. And so we must have a resolve. That no matter what happens. We continue to trust in the Lord. The scripture goes on to tell us. In that portion in verse 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom. That is unshakable. Let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him, listen to these words, with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. Our God is a devouring fire. We live in turbulent times and yet our heavenly father is as stable as ever in the plans and the purposes that he has for us. I want to turn your attention to Romans chapter eight. In Romans chapter eight, in verse 31, the second portion of that verse says, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he, that is God, did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give up everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky in the earth below. Indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a wonderful hope. What a wonderful promise that God's love never changes and that even in the midst of the most challenging and difficult circumstance we can trust in the love of God and there is nothing not even life not even death, that can take us away from the wonderful love of our Heavenly Father. I do believe that as God turns all things around for good, thank you. That God can actually use this season of your life For good. For those of you who have used a computer, you know that at times it can get all clogged up in its memory, and it can slow down. And uh, and sometimes, uh, for those of you familiar with it, drivers can kind of get crossed signals, and uh, maybe it's something's glitching out.
1: And one of the easiest ways or one of the first steps, at least, to try, which solves
0: so many problems, is you simply press the reset button and you reset the computer. And when it comes back, it's humming again and able to do what you intended for it to do. I believe that God can use this season of our lives as a supernatural reset. God really did intend for us to have a weekly reset. He said that in his word that uh, after six days, even he, God, the almighty, who created everything within a period of six days, took the seventh to rest. God really did intend for us to have a reset every single week. I know of many who feel that they have been in a rat race and feel like they can't press the reset button because too much is on the line. Well, we're living in a time where we don't have a lot of option right now, and I wanna challenge you to allow this time to be a spiritual reset moment for you, for your family, and for your marriage, and for your relationship with the Lord. Jesus had work to do, and when he was on this earth, He not only filled every moment with getting stuff done, but he also took time to go and seek the face of his heavenly father. And if he, Jesus, needed to do that, how much more don't we, as his creation, who regularly can be pulled in so many directions, we need to refocus and turn our hearts and minds toward the Lord. So I believe that it's important that we have a supernatural reset in our spirit. Rather than fill your time with something else, which there are a lot of things you can, but I want to caution you against just filling your empty time with useless things. I want to encourage you to take and set aside time to seek the Lord, some time to be able to gather together with your family and to do things that maybe you didn't have some time to do before. And I'm speaking of your immediate family in your immediate home. Allow this to be a time of refreshing. It's good to know what's going on, but be careful that you don't allow the news to completely dominate your thoughts all the time, because there is so much that you hear that you have limited ability to control anyways. So catch up on what needs to be caught up on and then continue moving forward because you have a life to live for the glory of God. In addition, uh, as it is with a computer when it's reset, uh, there's memory that is freed up to be able to be used for what it was really intended to do. And that's one of the big things that happens with a reset. And our minds can get so cluttered with stuff, it's very important that we allow God to clear that out. And sometimes the reset takes a bit of time because our minds can be so overwhelmed with things that we are dealing with. So I wanna challenge you to turn your focus and attention and to say, Lord, how would you have me to utilize my time? And so that I can make the best of this situation. The other part that I believe is a uh, preparation and a tool that God uh, is using uh, for the great harvest that is coming is this time for us to get away from our busy life and to get ready because it's important that we not only look down the road and ask the question when is this going to end that's a reasonable question but another very important question is what are you going to do when this does come back to some sense of normalcy Uh, there are going to be many people who are in need Uh, There are financial pressures that, because of what is going on, that are going to rise greatly around our world. And there are people who are, even now, maybe you yourself, longing for some sense of social interaction. And it's only been a little bit of time. Can you imagine what that would be like in many weeks or whatever amount of time it is? So take this time, get ready. So that you can be a useful tool for the glory of God to truly allow the bread of life and the living water to flow through you to meet the needs of so many people that are facing so many challenges. And really, there are so many who have already been facing challenges. And this challenge uh, can actually add to and it can have the effect of putting someone to the brink. But the truth is, is that with the help of the spirit of the Lord. There can be hope that is inserted into so many lives that even now are feeling hopeless. So take some time to spend with the Lord. Get to know him more so that you'll be able to share who God really is. I want to turn uh, your attention to Luke chapter 21. Because. Jesus said these words, and uh, whenever God speaks, he's not intending to bring fear. Fear is not of the Lord. Uh, but what he, whatever he spoke that was firm and strong and, uh, in telling us about these days in which we live in, it was always for the sake of preparation. Uh, because as we are prepared, then you and I uh, can move forward in the midst of whatever is going on, and our confidence will be solidly placed In our God. So in Luke chapter 21, I want to read to you from verse 25. And this is what Jesus uh, was sharing about the days to come. And here we are, uh, about 2,000 years beyond these words being spoken. And I believe they're more applicable today, perhaps, than any other time. In verse 25, it says, There will be strange signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. And here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen... Stand and look up for your salvation is near. God was speaking to the people and he was sharing with them that when you see all that is going on, don't be afraid, but stand and look up. It's important that during these moments that you not cower in fear and kind of cuddle in a corner, but rather that you stand and look up. And I just want to encourage you uh, to do that in your spirit, to face whatever is going on with a sense of confidence in our God. It goes on to say uh, a little bit down further in verse 34. It says, watch out and don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware, like a trap, for that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. God has told us very clearly that we are to watch out, that we are to keep alert, and that we are to pray. As we spend time with the Lord, God will give us what we need to be able to handle the pressure from without. And I know that there is nothing that is too hard for our God. We are standing in the gap and praying for many people. Tonight, we're going to be listing many needs that are uh, prevalent in our church body, as well as around us. Some uh, dear uh, friends dear uh, co-workers in in the body of christ are battling some of them are uh, facing great challenges in dealing with the coronavirus and uh, we have missionaries we have some head leaders in the assemblies of god that we are standing in the gap for them and trusting the lord for their healing Uh, no less important many in our church body who are facing great challenges physically but we know that with God, nothing is impossible. And the Bible tells us that we are to persist in prayer. So no matter what we see going on around us, we must do our part. So I wanna challenge you to allow the Lord to strengthen your heart, to not respond based on how you're feeling, but to respond based on the promises of the word of the Lord. Every single one of us have an opportunity to respond in the midst of crisis. And believe it or not, crises moments are perfect opportunities for the miraculous to take place. I know, having traveled through many different countries as a missionary's kid, to tell you the truth, I saw so many miracles in places that were so destitute. And though I don't have the full explanation, I have some personal thoughts on the matter, but I've seen less miracles. To the natural eye in places where there are there is plenty and one of the things that i believe is so important for you and for me is that we truly rely on god and that we not place our confidence in our natural provision uh, i'm so grateful for the wonderful blessings we have here in the united states i thank god for it but it's very important that you and i remember that our provision, our health, every every bit of financial need that we have, everything comes from the Lord. And when you begin to understand that, you can know that no matter what you're facing, that the Lord has promised that he will come through for you. He said if we honor him, if we seek first his kingdom, that he will provide all of our basic needs. He says that we are to look at the flowers of the field, we're to look at the birds in the air. Now think for a moment. You go outside and you walk in the woods and you see the birds. How much concern do you see on their faces? Think of the flowers. How much are they dealing with and trying to uh, take care of the problems of the world? And God says, if I take care of them, don't you think I'm going to take care of you? Because you are actually more important than the birds. You are more important than the flowers. So keep that in mind. Don't allow the enemy to allow the worst-case scenario to keep swirling in your mind. But hold on to the word of God. It is an unshakable foundation. And as you spend time in the presence of the Lord, not only will God change your perspective, but it will also change your level of peace. The Bible tells us that God gives us a peace that the world cannot offer. See, the truth be told, all the data, all the information, there is nothing on this planet that can actually give a person peace without a confident assurance that their soul is ready for eternity. And you and I, my friends who know Jesus, we have that peace because of what God has made available to us. Maybe you're watching this morning. And as I say each Sunday morning, I never take for granted that just because a person attends church that they're ready for heaven. I also don't take for granted this morning that because you've tuned in that you are ready to meet Jesus. And so I never like an opportunity to go by without giving you a chance to be right with God. And so my first question is to any of you watching this morning and you would say I'm not so sure that I'm ready to meet Jesus I want to just share with you real briefly how you can be ready to meet God the Bible tells us that every single one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God you may say well Pastor Joseph I'm a pretty good person I've done a lot of good stuff in my life and the things I've done wrong I don't try to do those anymore My friend, the Bible tells us that the wages or the penalty of sin is death. And someone has to pay that price. God doesn't dismiss sin, He never has, and He never will. And one, one day, all of us are going to give an account to God, and someone has to pay that penalty. And that someone had to be a perfect substitute because God is a perfect God. If you're watching this morning, You are valuable to God and he loves you very much. And he sent Jesus Christ to be the lamb that was slain or killed on the cross for your sin and for mine. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. God loves you so much that he sent his only son to die in your place. Right where you are in your home this morning. You can have a life that is transformed by the power of God. You may say, how do I do that? The scripture tells us that with our heart, we believe and with our mouth, we confess. So right where you are, you can do that. And the scripture says that the Holy Spirit comes inside and begins to transform you from the inside out. Jesus referred to it as being born a second time. Our names are then written in a special book, the book of life. And then our sins are forgiven and we are able to be ready to go to heaven to be with Jesus. Would you take a moment now with me? And if this is you, I want to give you an opportunity to pray this prayer together with me. So as I pray in your own heart, you can pray and the Holy Spirit will do the work. It's not so important, the exact words, but the position of your heart calling out to God. And so I just lead you in this prayer now. And if you are willing, would you join with me as we take this moment to surrender our hearts to Jesus? Dear Lord Jesus, I acknowledge today that I have sinned and fallen short of your perfect mark. I ask you to please forgive me. I ask you to please transform my heart and make me a brand new person. Please come into my heart and live and change me and make me brand new. I choose from this day forward to live my life in obedience to your word. I acknowledge Jesus that you are the son of God and that you gave your life in my place. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sin. Thank you for making a way for me to live eternally with you in heaven. I receive your Holy Spirit now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, you surrendered your heart to Christ, would you please be in touch with us? You can email us at contact at clc413.com. And just let us know of the decision that you have made, and we would be glad to walk you through uh, steps as you continue to live this life for the glory of God. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to get a Bible into your hands. If you do have a Bible, I want to encourage you to read it. It's not so important how much you read, but that you understand and put to practice what you do. So I encourage you to begin reading in the book of John. You can find it in the uh, table of contents. And uh, read little by little, but let those words come alive in your heart as you grow in your new life with Christ. I welcome you to the family of God. For everyone who is watching this morning, I want to give you an opportunity today to allow the spirit of God, who is the spirit of peace, to fill your hearts so that throughout this entire week that you will be completely insulated By the presence of God, that the pressures of everything around you will not implode you, but that you will be sustained by the word of the living God. So I want to pray a blessing over you this morning. I want to invite everyone to simply close yourself in with God right there where you are. And if you would, I invite you to simply lift your hands to heaven. I want to pray for you this morning because God knows your name. He knows where you live. He says he knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows all about you. Father, I come before you thanking you for the privilege that I have to gather together with my friends today. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that there will be breakthroughs in homes all across this land. Not only those who are tuning into this live stream, but those who are tuning into any place where the gospel is being preached all around this globe. Holy Spirit, I pray for a mighty end time harvest of souls. Jesus, we know that this world is longing for the final presentation of the children of God. And your word tells us so clearly that all of creation is groaning, waiting for the day that you are revealed. We look forward to that day, Jesus. But while we are here, we know that you have given us a job to do. And I pray that no one listening this morning will be crippled with fear. I pray right now for the peace of God to fall upon every single one. I pray that you would encourage hearts this morning, Lord, who may be uncertain about the future or what's going on with their job situation. Oh, God, I ask that you would provide in ways that are so supernatural as we put our confidence and trust in you. I pray that you would meet the need for those who are feeling socially distant, oh, God, and that they would experience the wonderful touch of your presence. that while they may not get a hug from someone else, may they receive a big hug from you today. And I pray that you would sustain and strengthen them and speak a word to them, oh God, every single morning as they spend time hearing your voice. I pray your blessing upon their home. I pray that everything that happens in their home would bless you and honor you. I pray, God, that if there is any house cleaning that needs to be done spiritually, that you would reveal that. And I pray that if there is anything, oh God, that would compromise a right relationship with you, that during these days, that there would be a purifying work that happens in every one of our hearts and in every one of our homes. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you love us too. We place our lives in your hands and we look forward to the day when we see you face to face. I bless your people today, Father, in the precious name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. May the Lord be with you and bless you. I do look forward to connecting with you again. I don't get to see your face, though you get to see mine. Hopefully. We'll be able to connect tonight, and I will be able to see your face. Uh, Keep in mind, looking forward to connecting with you on Zoom. And uh, just a note that uh, if you have any questions on that aspect, just send an email to contact at clc413.com. We'll be glad to get in touch with you, help you get that set up. And uh, looking forward to what the Lord is going to do in the days ahead as we continue to keep our eyes on him and stand bold in the midst of every situation that we face. God is with you. Do not be afraid, and he will help you. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week in the presence of the living God. Amen.